Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Tomb Raider and Love, Simon, as well as discussing some TV. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing? Um, a bit off. How you doing? <laughs> Same, man. <laughs> um, I am on my break right now, so I'm actually back in Florida, and we are doing this the old-fashioned way. So, as happens every once in a while, like, we should pre-apologize for the audio quality in this episode. It's going to be a little different than usual. Uh, and I'm sorry about that. But a little better, since we're both in the same room. So. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, we'll have less technical difficulties, um, hopefully. But anyway, we're going to be talking about Tomb Raider and uh, Love, Simon, and we'll talk a little bit about the Avengers trailer. All that stuff is coming up on this episode. And to help us talk about Tomb Raider, and also she'll probably join us for our Avengers discussion, is Brianna. Once again, Brianna, how are you doing? I'm also a little off. <laughs> Maybe it's something in the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. it's. Just, I don't know. I feel like it's just that time of year where, like, we're, it's like, it's March, we're in month three. <laughs> this is like, we're, we're in the, getting into the grind of this year, especially if we're dealing with school stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, you're taking online classes right now, right? Yeah, so I just finished them yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been writing massive papers and taking exams, and I'm just... <laughs> dead right now yeah i'm sure that has something to do with everything Uh, (laughs) dealing with school and all that but yeah i'm happy we're getting brianna on this episode she's probably gonna be on the next episode as well um so we're just you're getting a lot of brianna so if you don't like brianna i'm sorry if you love brianna then you're in luck (laughs) um but yeah i love having brianna i just want to say if you don't like me why are you listening to the podcast (laughs) I'm a big part. I'm a big part of this team. Exactly right. I don't know. Really, Why are you is, here? Screw the haters on the podcast, and you hear her through her. No, JK, JK. <laughs> you hear her through her through her uh, reviews on the website. So check yeah, those out. and you know what? I, I just want to say I've been meaning to say this for a while. I love having Brianna on the podcast, and I love talking to Brianna about movies in general because of mostly two reasons. Number one, she rarely actually agrees with me. So we disagree a lot on movies, and I love that. <laughs> and number two, and this is tied into number one, it's not like she just like says, like, oh, I hate this movie, it's terrible, and then just leaves it at that. Brianna can legitimately defend her opinion. And I love that, and I love having discussions with people who disagree with you, because it makes you stretch your mind and your opinion and try to, like, figure out how, why you disagree with them. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like, pushes you to think outside the box and try to defend the thing that you love or the thing that you don't love, you know? So I love that. And that's why I love having Brianna on the podcast. I just wanted to say that. Wow. That's so, high praise. I appreciate Carlos. <laughs> that's really sweet. You're welcome. All right, well, let's get into, uh, before we actually get into Tomb Raider, we're, we are going to talk about the Avengers Infinity War trailer. I was going to try <laughs> to avoid this trailer, 
But Ooh, uh, no. I realized very quickly that Ozzy was just like, we're going to talk about it on the podcast. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll Dude, that's the first thing I woke up to this <laughs> that morning yesterday. I was like, all right, like, let me see what's, what's happening. And um, to their I credit, go up, I go up on YouTube. And that's the first thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, to their credit, it, they didn't spoil very much. I felt like this trailer was a lot better about not telling us exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Um, I and I'm very thankful for that. Well, it's but. gonna go down in this movie. That's all I oh, know. Yeah, I it's, mean, I'm excited. It was basically like you know how you've been seeing posters with dozens of you know you know how how you've been hearing about the billion dollar cast. Here it is. Like yeah, <laughs> take a look at all the people that are gonna be in this movie. And it was just kind of like you know here's a here's an appetizer sampler. Exactly. And this poster, like, I'm looking at the new poster that they released, and it just looks massive in size. Um, okay, well, what's geez. your opinion on this whole Ant-Man and Hawkeye not being in the poster or the trailer situation? Because everyone's freaking out about that. It's fine. They can't fit everybody in there. <laughs> yeah! Like, because it, it, it's a two-minute clip. Like, what else? Like, what do you want? Okay? And there's, like, you have, like, a whole fandom just like, oh, my gosh, Hawkeye's, like, a waste of space. And then those same guys are just like... Oh my gosh, where is he? I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, there's 30 A-list actors on this poster and in this movie. Do you really think that we can fit every single one of them? <laughs> exactly. And it's not like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, I, I know the Wasp isn't going to be in this first installment, but Ant-Man's going to be here. And if you're complaining about Ant-Man not being in Avengers, he's going to have his own freaking movie with the Wasp two months later, like two, three months later. So it's fine. Yeah. Good. So... Alright, well, well, let's actually talk about the trailer. So, a lot of action shown off in this trailer. Uh, definitely a lot more Thanos. And one of my favorite aspects of this trailer is a lot more interactions between the Guardians and our normal Avengers team. And mm-hmm. I freaking love that because, as everybody knows, Guardians is like one of my favorite movies. So... I just, I, I'm, I was so happy. Just that, that little back and forth between Star Lord and Tony was so great. <laughs> it's just I like loved it. t- Tony's reaction to what he was saying. Just like, really, like this is love Star Lord. It's just yeah. a, the clashing like of idea, worlds. But your idea sucks. <laughs> yeah, we have a I lot of people it. who've been headlining their own movies, and so they're all like many of them are strong personalities in yeah. and of themselves. So you now have them coming together, and you can tell it's going to be like um, it's going to be a watershed moment like in the first Avengers because in the first Avengers you had all these strong personalities coming together and now they they've learned how to mesh with each other and now you have even more strong personalities coming together and learning like I can't wait to see the interactions between Stark and Doctor Strange like they're basically the same person and I can't, I just can't wait to see all these strong, like you got a taste of it in the trailer, these strong personalities coming together. And like, obviously it's, it just, it feels like it's going to bring back a lot of the, what was exciting about the first Avengers film. Definitely. Uh, Ozzy, since you wanted to talk about this trailer so much, what else you got to say about it? Dude, I'm just hyped, man. Like, um, (laughs) like, like you see Thanos, like about a crush, Thor's head, and then at the same time, you also have Captain America like holding his own against yeah. Thanos's Thanos's hand and gauntlet. So I was like, "That's crazy!" And then, um, like you know, you have this huge battle um, taking place in Wakanda. So I'm really interested to see, um, like you know, different heroes work together, throwdowns. It's it's like it's awesome just to see this whole um, 
interaction just really just really take place. And I'm scared, man. I'm scared for Doctor Strange. I didn't think Doctor Strange was going to get it the way he was getting him in the trailer. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> oh, man. Um, like, we've seen, like, we saw two strong uh, powerhouses screaming in this trailer. So I'm definitely just scared, but I'm so excited to see everything just hit the fan. Um, and this is, like, I mean, I've, like you said, I mean, I've, I've been waiting for the Guardians to meet the Avengers. And, um,. I'm super excited. Um, what also, character? What character would you say you're like? You're like you're really, you're really excited to see ooh, uh, um, work with like somebody else. Like two characters that you're that you're excited to see finally interact. I that's a excellent question. I mean, I would say to be honest, T'Challa and anybody. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like I feel like now we've already that we, seen that happen, though. I know, to but, a certain extent. I know, but like now we—it's almost we've seen and we've had an entire movie of him developing as a character. So uh, I just—I I, want to see. There's so many leaders now, you know, because Tony is a leader in, in his own right. <clears throat> Obviously, Captain America is a leader. Star Lord leads his own team. Uh, Thor is a king. T'Challa is a king. Like, there's so many... I'm just curious to see how all of these different, like, A-personalities a, a personalities are going to, you know, go go at it. It's like, who's gonna... Who are they gonna defer to? That, that's what I'm really curious about. Also, on a side note, I am so curious... And that, this, I'm sorry I'm talking so much about Guardians, but I don't care. I, I am so curious about all this backstory that we're going to, looks like we're going to get flashbacks of with Gamora and her being raised by Thanos and all that. We've heard talk about it. She's mentioned it a lot before, but looks like we're going to get actual flashbacks of it, and I am all all for that. So, How about you, Brianna? Huh? How about you? Like, what, like what two characters would you like to see interact with each other in this movie that you haven't? Oh, Stark uh, and Strange. Stark and Strange. Stark and Strange. Just because they're so similar to each other. I mean, ba- I mean, you've heard the the adage like Ant Man is Iron Man but small. Like Doctor Strange is Iron Man but on weed. <laughs> like <laughs> you, have, you have like a lot of these origin stories are um, Iron Man but with some kind of a, of a twist, and it might be formulaic, but. I mean, if the formula works, like, why exactly. why mess with it? But, I mean, I just felt that they were so similar. And the, I remember watching Doctor Strange, and obviously I'm a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, but I was just watching the movie, and I was thinking, I can't wait for, for him to meet Tony Stark because they're basically – because they're very similar. They're very, they're very um, proud of their abilities. They both have, you know, made new empires for themselves after losing – faith in their original practice they've you know they're both very sarcastic and very ambitious and i just can't wait to see them um and he's another one of those leaders because he now runs that that um like new york city gateway he's like another leader of his own little pocket of the marvel verse and so i'm just very excited i mean i know that dr strange is more of a recent you know, addition to the Marvel universe, but they just, they strike me as very similar. They've even got like similar facial hair. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm just fascinated to see how they'll interact with each other, if at all. Cause I know that, you know, when you have like 30 A-list actors and you've been, you know, cultivating, um, like an 18 movie, you know, pre, <laughs> pre game to this movie, it's not easy to get every 
character to interact with each other, but that's what I'm excited for. True. I mean, I'm really excited to see uh, Black Widow interact with Gamora. I forget to see that. That's yeah. going to be really great because Gamora is like, like one of the top assassins in the galaxy and then Black Widow is like the top assassin in the world. So I'm just interested to see those two interact and, and learn from each other. But I'm also interested to see Tony Stark and Winter Soldier, just how <laughs> that all ended That's, up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fair. Also, Loki... <laughs> and anyone else <laughs> anyone I don't care if he's talked to them before but oh my gosh well, and Loki he's, and anyone. <laughs> uh, he's kind of a douche in this movie for betraying Thor so yeah um alright there's a last bit of a snarky question who do they pair Black Widow with this this time around <laughs> the Hulk. Which, which guy is she going to be with That's this time true. around? The Hulk. Because they got to do it every movie. They've got it. She's got to have a new guy that she's getting. Yeah, she's in the like, Hulk. She's, she's in the Hulk still. Yeah, we'll see about that. Because you see, like you see them like smiling at each other. Like you know, I've missed you. Like, I do oh, think I, I tend to agree with you. I'm just being a little snarky, but. Uh, yeah, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, I, I was. That's one of the more frustrating aspects, or one of the. She goes many. for Rocket Raccoon. I know, right? <laughs> Yo, y'all need to relax. What, what's a le- what's the least likely guy she could possibly go for? Oh, uh, Groot, I guess. I think she go goes ahead. better. I want her to would I, make I any more sense up, than Hulk. I want her to end up with Winter Soldier, but hey, that's just me. That's that's just that would me. be I mean, that makes yeah, that, more that makes sense, sense than the Hulk. I can see that, that makes yeah. way more sense. I'll give you. Like I said, like what's the least? Because that's the rationale I think they used in Age of Ultron. That, like, I, I'm gonna go hmm, and say that was Wiggins. which of the which of these characters does she have the least chemistry with? <laughs> Hulk, put her with him. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't understand where that came from. Uh, like I would have go- expected her to go for either Cap or Winter Soldier. And all right, but, I don't want to be that person, but why does she have to be with anybody? No, she doesn't. What are we doing? <laughs> like, she, she doesn't, doesn't have no, to. No, but I, I'm thinking. No, but She's I'm thinking that was with somebody. That make was her be with somebody that she has chemistry with. Like she obviously <laughs> had a connection to Cap in Winter Soldier. I, I wish they would have so, kept like, going with that. Like, yeah. Uh, like if you uh, have, like if she's gonna be with someone, if you're gonna set up something like that, then actually either follow through with it or put her with someone that it makes sense for her to be with. Personally, I wanted her to be with Hawkeye, but they brought in like a family for him. For I was like, reason. okay, I still kind of want them to be together, but <laughs> like if she's gonna be Screw with the kids, if she's gonna be with somebody, put her with. <laughs> Stop. That's not. <laughs> If she's gonna be with someone, put her with someone that she has chemistry with. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. She's, I, I, I mean, how that. many? Like, how often has she interacted with the Hulk? I know. No, so exactly. I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm looking like I remember I was rewatching Avengers. Now I was like, I still don't get it. Because <laughs> um, you like, I mean, you especially got that she was gonna go for a hot guy, basically, like in the first Avengers movie. Because she was like, I have to go for him. Like, you know, yeah. Like I owe him one. So you thought, but yeah, it was Whedon was just like, nah, we're going to settle him down and I'm going to have her go for the big green guy. So I don't understand. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was so frustrating. She, like I said, she might as well go for Rocket Raccoon, who like, there's no rationale to it at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up this discussion on the Avengers and Civil War trailer. Uh, do, you think, into, do you think oh, Thanos no. breaks Cap's back? <laughs> what? Yeah. Or do you think know. he breaks Cap? Well, I mean, that goes into a bigger question of, like, who's going to die, which that's a question that I feel like everybody's talking about right now, so I don't let's think, not I don't think, talk I don't about think, that. I don't think anybody's going to die in this movie. Me. Definitely me. I'm You're not going to make it through this movie. <laughs> Fair I don't enough. think anybody's going to die in this movie. 
All right. But that's just me. Anyway, let's start start talking about... Did you just say Stark? Yes. <laughs> let's start talking about Tomb Raider. <laughs> the Alicia Vikander uh, video game movie that just came out this past weekend. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'll start off this discussion by saying I thought this was an okay action movie. I, I think a lot of the action actually works. I think Alicia Vikander gives a solid performance. The story is weak as hell, but it is a fine enough action movie. That's my overall thoughts on this movie. What about you guys, Brianna? Let's start with you. Yeah, I, I would say I to just counter everything that you, everything nice you said about me at the beginning. I, I would have to agree. Actually, <laughs> um, I I mean I think. I would speak more highly of Alicia Vikander's uh, performance. I think she pours her heart into everything she does. And I think that yeah. kind of elevates the entire movie because the movie isn't really about everything that's happening around her. It's about her. It's kind of like, I mean, I've compared it to Raiders, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, you know, the movie isn't, uh, that movie isn't about the villain. It's not, re- it's like only marginally about what he's going after. It's about Indy. And I think it's the same thing here. You really shouldn't compare this movie to Raiders of the Lost Ark because that movie's way better, obviously. But, um, like, you go to this movie to see Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft. And in that respect, I think for a video game movie, it's head and shoulders above the rest of them. And um, I thought that, you know, I was way more invested at the beginning of the film. And as it goes on and you see more and more tropes and, like, less and less of an actual plot unfolding it's more it get like it wears you down a little bit but i think the fact that i am looking forward to more of alicia vikander and more of these films because obviously they're trying to start a franchise yeah. that's a that's a huge testament because i had i wanted nothing to do with assassin's creed after Ugh. assassin's creed the movie that so terrible. <laughs> yeah exactly really but was. i mean the fact and like michael fassbender is a fantastic actor and the fact that he couldn't save that movie and the fact that I'm actually looking forward to more of Alicia Vikander in this role says something about like the upward arc of quality of video game movies. I've never played the games, disclaimer, so I, I can't compare them. But as like a fan of films in general and as someone who's noticed that movies based on video games are terrible as movies, this is a step in the right direction, I think. Definitely. I'll see what about you. I disagree with Brianna in the sense of, like, you know, I'm excited to see more of this franchise. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of, I thought it was okay. It, nothing really excited me besides Alicia Vikander. Um, I agree with you on that point. I mean, she did an amazing job, and you can tell she cared about this character, that she does um, care about playing her more. Um, so I will say that. I mean, I, I did care about the character. Um, I just don't know if the whole movie... I just don't know if the whole movie around her was necessarily good. Um, but, like, starting off with positives, Alicia Vikander is, is amazing. She did she does everything that she can to make um, the movie really, really well. Um, and she was she got ripped for this movie. She got ripped. Oh, yeah. Um, she, she, she did an amazing job, and you can just tell how hard she worked. It's a great physical performance from her, just in general. Yeah, exactly. She really worked hard to, to really become this character. So there, there's no problems with her. Um, Dominic West, I have no problem with his performance. I thought he did a good job. Uh, he plays Lord Richard Croft, so he plays her father. I thought he did a really good job as well. Um, as well, so 
Any, do you have any positives? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot, we're all gonna say Alicia Vikander, she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's great in general. I don't think this is like her best performance or anything, like, by any stretch of the imagination. I'd probably say her Oscar winning performance is her best performance. Um, but, I, I do, I, I, I definitely really enjoyed her in this movie. And when she's given a chance to really show off her talent, she does. And I also really appreciate the physical aspect of her performance because, she, the the way she goes about the, a lot of the stunt work, which is going to lead me to my, probably my biggest positive in this movie, it's the action. I really, I really enjoyed a lot of the action scenes in this movie, and which surprised me considering I was not excited based on the trailers at all for this movie. I thought this whole thing looked cheesy and ridiculous. Is there definitely cheese in this movie? Oh yeah, there's tons of cheese in this movie, but... I was surprised at how well done a lot of the action sequences were. Even just basing out that first, like, little boxing scene that we got at the beginning, I was like, Ew, I don't know about this. This is... I was nervous. I was nervous, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, just based on that, I was like, this is not necessarily shot... It's not It's not the most eloquently shot little boxing scene that we got there. But they definitely su- surprised me, and a lot of the bigger set pieces um, were really well done. Uh and were actually kind of impressive. And yes, they're, like I said, they're very video gamey. A lot of the physics of the later ones don't make any sense. But who cares? They were cool to watch. Um, so I liked a lot of the action scenes in this movie. That was definitely my biggest positive throughout it. Uh, Brianna, what about you? What positives, other positives you got? I like that she's not um, distinctly a Mary Sue. I know that with a lot of these action movies, they have... Like, the movie starts off, and she's already incredible at fighting, and she's already, like, you know, completely dominating, and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's already doing a lot of unnecessary flips, and I liked (laughs) that at the beginning, she, like, loses the boxing match, and that she's actually, like, she's not just, like, when she gets knocked down, in general, she doesn't immediately hop back up, and she's not, like, you know, she doesn't just have, like, flawless determination, she's, she gets hurt. Yeah. And she screams like a girl, like there's one point in time when she doesn't just scream like she's yelling in pain. She screams like she's afraid, like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a real, like she didn't, you know, at the beginning she's, they kind of escaped the trope of this main character wants something more of her life and she's bored. You know, she's, she's hungry and ambitious. I like that at the beginning she's satisfied, but she kind of feels incomplete because she doesn't really know what happened to her father. And so I, I liked that they kind of escaped that trope and I like what they did with her character by making her a lot more like um, somebody that could exist. And so I would say that, you know, maybe, maybe Alicia Vikander gave a little bit more depth to the character than was originally there. I don't know, but um, I just, I, I really loved, you know, the natural progression from at the beginning, she's like losing boxing matches and she's, She's getting hurt, and at the end, she's more of an effective fighter um, because, you know, desperation has kind of led her to that point. Um, Again, her performance is incredible. Um, I don't think there's anything else that I would point to and say this was really, really great. I guess I can just say that the fact that I was entertained and the fact that I'm looking forward to further installments in this franchise is a testament to, like... 
maybe we can take video game source material and make it into decent movies. Maybe not amazing movies, but decent movies. And so I would say that's also a positive aspect. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Now, I think it's fair to say that yes, this is definitely one of the best video game movies that have ever that's ever come out. But I don't think this is like the Dark Knight of video game movies. Let's let's say that. So let's jump into negatives. Uh, <laughs> I will start. I already said the the story is definitely the weaker or weaker aspect of this movie. Uh, a lot of that stems from just. I, I don't know. The whole thing, the, the whole setup for the movie is kind of annoying to me. It's just like her father asked her to do something. She doesn't. It's like, okay. Um, just the, It's like, I don't know. The whole setup for the movie kind of annoyed me. And then once we build, we build to this villain who is played by uh, Walton Goggins. Not a fan of his performance in this movie. It is really kind of cheesy and he's really one-dimensional as a character and... I don't know. I I just wasn't a fan of like, the story and a lot and the villain. I especially. completely agree with you when it comes to Walton Goggins as Matthias uh, Vajol. I mean, I did not care about him at all, and he I kept I, I feel like he kept trying to ask the audience to care because he kept saying, you know, I have a family back home that I want to get home to. And I was like, I don't care. And then he kept saying it over <laughs> and so over true. and over. I'm like. I still don't care. It's, it's, so, like, it's like halfway through writing, they, they realized that he was a really, really one-dimensional character. So they like, all right, we're going to throw in that he has a family that he wants to get back to. I know, and I'm just like... And, and keep then, reminding them that he has a family. Maybe that, maybe he'll be a better villain if we do this. Like, yeah, I know. Just like, not. They're just like, they're just like, okay, you know what? Maybe we should throw in how many years he's been there. Okay, he's been there for seven years. Say it. Been here for seven years, dude. I still don't care. Um, it, like, he just kept saying the same things over and over again, and it was really annoying. Um, Daniel Wu was very cheesy and one-dimensional as well. Um... Yeah. I, I was disappointed by his performance. And I'm a fan of Daniel Wu. Um, but I was disappointed in his performance as well. I mean, he seemed very one-dimensional. Um, and I was I was honestly disappointed by his performance. Um, some of the CGI that they used... There's a couple yeah. of rough moments. But it's <laughs> not it's not um, terrible throughout. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. But I was like, it, that could have been cleaned up. Um, but I will agree with you on the script, man. The script was... It was, it was pretty bad. You know what <laughs> the setup for the story reminds me of? Which one? Just the overall setup of the story reminds me of Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> like the, that's fair. That's the, a fair the, comparison. The father goes mit, like the parents go missing or whatever, and he's got a secret little base with all everything he's been working on and all the stuff that got him into the trouble that got him killed. It's like that's the setup for this movie. Didn't work in Amazing Spider-Man Two. It doesn't work here. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, but Brianna, what negatives do you have? Um, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, like, the script is pretty weak. I, um, I thought there were some moments that they could have done without, like, yes. you know, when he says we're not dead yet, when, when she says we're not dead yet, and he's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, blah, blah, blah. And then later <laughs> they, they had the same exchange, but it's backward. I was like, uh, no, 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 no. He don't, didn't earn that. Don't do that. Um. <laughs> No, no, you didn't. No. <laughs> um, um, but I, yeah, I thought that her character was above that, but, um, I, I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a second and say, okay. given that the, the villain is 
pretty one one note, one dimensional. But like, what do you remember about the villain from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Fair enough. Like that movie is it's not about the villain, and I'll give you that. Like, obviously, it's great to to remember the villain, but I mean, um, I think that that's not that's not too detrimental because the movie is not really about him. Yeah. Um, the okay. movie's about like you know uh, Lara, and you know, uh, believe me, I love villains, but I, I mean, it's just not the movie's not about like like I said, I'm going to keep comparing it to Raiders because there are obviously very similar. In a lot of their individual elements, um, but as far as negatives go, um, just it, it became really tropish. Like halfway, two thirds of the way through the movie, it became really tropish, and it kind of derailed a little bit. I was really invested in the beginning, you know, when we saw her living uh, in London, and when we saw, you know, her starting this adventure. But then, as it got halfway, two thirds of the way through the movie, I started to lose interest when it just became so similar it had like elements of peter jackson's king kong it had obviously elements from raiders it had a little bit of hunger games in there i was just like this is well, we've seen this movie plenty of times before and like the ending neither of one of the twists i guess you could call it one of the surprises was not surprising at all yeah. and the other twist i guess you could say didn't seem necessary didn't really seem like i mean obviously it's necessary for future installments but like it just didn't add anything to this movie so you know basically it all goes back to the script was not the best yeah um one like other sequence that i thought of that when you were talking about sequences that kind of just didn't need to be there the whole pawn shop thing like i know it kind of led somewhere but like, when she pawns off that necklace that her father gave her, I was, like, sitting there, like, what, what is this scene? Like, it was supposed to be, like, this comedic side scene. And, like I said, it kind of goes somewhere, but not enough where I was, like, that needed to be in this movie. That was another random small scene. I'm, like, why is this in this movie? Um, but, yeah. Do you have any, you guys have anything else, or do you guys want to rate this movie? Ozzy, do you have a confession you want to make? <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Right. Um, I mean, like, I like, like um, I don't know. I was just saying, like, I, I don't know. The villain just, just, uh, I don't agree. With, I don't agree. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, that, that, like, his whole thing just really just torn, just really took away, like, major points for me. Because, like, if, if you're going to have this guy share screen time with her, um, you know, if you're going to have him have his own screen time, I need to be at least like, semi-interested in yeah. something, but I really wasn't. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and compare it to a Marvel movie because everybody compares about the sure. villains from Marvel that they, they can rewatch a Marvel movie over and over again. Um, at least the villain is semi-interesting and knows how to do something and poses a major threat to the, to the hero. Um, so. Oh, one like, thing I disagree with you on that you mentioned before in, in positives, wasn't a big fan of Dominic West's performance as her father. Um, he wasn't like awful or anything. I just thought like you could have put any actor in there and it would have been the exact same. Yeah, I mean, I think he did good. It yeah. didn't blow me away. I wasn't like this I, guy. No, I know. I just I don't know. He was. It was just kind of like whatever for me. Like I feel like I would have like. There's a lot of uh, there's a few scenes between Alicia Vikander and him that I was like I could have. 
like I if I if it was a more like if it was an actor doing something a little bit more with the role, maybe I would have cared more about those scenes. Oh, I cared on well, Alicia Vikander's side of things. I was gonna say she's acting her pants off. That's like, true. She's like I mean I give you that like she's probably if, outshining if him. He if, if he doesn't match her level of commitment to the role, then he's like even if he's doing sure. a decent job, yeah anyone is going to pale by comparison because she Agreed. she just pours her heart into everything she does like like i said i felt like i was watching somebody who could be a real person yeah. and you know she just cared about you know everything that she did in this movie and i felt like pretty much anyone like anyone by comparison is not going to do as well <laughs> yeah i love alicia vikander <laughs> she's so good <laughs> um it's like we all do yeah, just go watch all. Just go through Alicia Vikander's filmography and like just watch watch them because she is. There great. you go. That's, that's what I. That's my recommendation already. Like we're, we're we still got like two things to talk. Two things left to talk about. But that's my recommendation already. Watch Alicia Vikander movies. Ex Machina. Go do it. Um. Anyway. All right. Let's rate this movie and we will move on. Ozzy. What do you got? I got a solid 6.5. 6.5. All right. Um, I'm in the same range as you. I'm at a 6.4. I think this is a, a okay movie. I think it's a solid action movie. Um, and it, But it could have been great. It could have been great. That's what I'll say. Disappointing. It's um, disappointing in that aspect, but it was also surprising in the aspect of I was not excited based on these trailers. So. True. True. You're right. <laughs> um, but Brianna, what, what do you got it at? I gave it a six point seven five, so it sounds like we're all fairly in agreement. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, Brianna, did you see Love Simon or no? No, I didn't. Okay, so we are going to be saying goodbye. <laughs> she sounded so shameful for it. She's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, I just said I. I just said I was doing exams and yeah, papers and stuff. Understandable. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we will be saying goodbye to Brianna here then. Thank you for joining us again, Brianna. Um, Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. We will hopefully have you on for the next episode. And based on your passion for the movie we're probably going to be talking about, I'm, I think it's safe to assume we will be having you on for the next episode. So Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you later. All right. So now we are going to talk about Love, Simon. And this is a movie that... I don't know. How would you describe what this is about? A kid who yeah, it's a, com- it's a coming it's, out story. Yeah, it's, it's also a coming romance. of age, coming out story. Yeah, it's basically about this kid who has known for a while that he is gay, and it's him deciding how and when and to who he wants to come out to. And he is in high school. Yeah, I mean, I would list this as a comedy. I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but I will say it's a drama, romance. Yeah, um, so and you can classify it as a rom com. Kind of, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I didn't laugh a lot in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like. Fair. I wouldn't say it's like a comedy. Um, but I would say it's a coming of age story, and I really like the story. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and say a bold statement right now, Carlos. You're not gonna agree with me, but it's fine. I enjoyed this movie more than Call Me by Your Name. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> I did. I did. Dude. I did. I did. I did. I don't want to tell you. I did. Um. But wow, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm going to be, like, reeling for this entire review from that comment. Um, anyway. Uh, all right. This one was a better movie. Okay. You think that's a better movie than Call My Name? 
I'm the same. All right, I had. I had. better than Moonlight for you because I know you. You didn't like Call Your Name as much as Moonlight. No, so is it okay? No, I think okay. Moonlight's better than this. But All right, fair enough. I would, but what I will say is I like this movie because. You know, we recently got out of high school, uh, like, a few years ago, so, but we still, like, I still relate to some of the stuff that's going on, you know, you're still, like, hanging out with friends and doing all that, and, you know, the family aspect around it and, and everything, so I really like the aspect that they really, um, they really have with this movie, and let's just jump right into the positives, I think Nick Robinson gives a really good performance, so a really great performance in this movie, as Simon, um, and it's really, really interesting, guys. For those of you guys who don't know what this movie is about, it's about this guy named Simon Cyper. Uh, he ha- he has this huge secret from his friends, his family, and he basically he meets he meets a, an anonymous uh, person in his class who is who is also gay, um, and you know they're messaging. They don't know who each other are, but they start to gain feelings with each other just by messaging each other, and they're relating to each other, and they start to really gain to know one each other through the messaging. So that's what this movie is about. And I gotta say, I mean, this is a really interesting story. It's a unique story um, when it comes to when it comes to this this topic. And um, I think everybody who's in it does a great job. I mean, you got Jennifer Garner, uh, Josh Duhamel. Um, you also got Kit, Catherine Langford, which, by the way, she she plays Leah Carlos, and she's actually in Thirteen Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you guys who are watching Thirteen Reasons Why, I mean, you should also come out and support her. You also have Alexandra Ship; she played Storm in X Men Apocalypse, um, and you just have a ton of other people. So this is a really great cast, I want to say. Um, this is a really I, I enjoyed the cast, I enjoyed the performances, and I, this is a really, this is a pretty solid script, pretty solid script. Um, Greg Bertlanti, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I mean, he did a really good job directing this film. Uh, yes, we definitely, and I think Greg Berlanti is definitely an interesting thing to talk about because if you don't know who Greg Berlanti is, you do know who Greg Berlanti is. Um, he, <laughs> he, if you watch any CW show, chances are he is a producer for that show. Yep. He is a producer for all of the Arrowverse. He is basically the mind behind the Arrowverse. He is producer for Riverdale. He is a producer for the upcoming Titans show. He is... I believe he made, in the movie space, he's less experienced. He does a lot more TV than he does movies. I believe he did Green Lantern was a movie that he did. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies he'd done. But basically what I'm getting at is that you have most likely consumed some sort of Greg Berlanti product. Like, um, so that that that's an important thing to note, that he is definitely someone who has a lot of sway in this industry. Uh, that being said, I do think he did a pretty good job with this movie. I do not like this movie as much as Ozzy clearly does, uh, and that's fine. I uh, will start positive, though. Nick Robinson is great. Jennifer Garner is great. And Josh Dumal, or Dumel are great. It, he is great. All three of those, I think they give by far the best performances throughout the entire movie. Uh, Nick Robinson's performance is pretty subtle, actually. Like, he doesn't have too many big moments, quote-unquote. But when he does, it really works. But even in the smaller, more intimate moments, when it's just him in his room processing everything that's going on, it's really compelling. Now, the best scenes by far in this movie, in my opinion at least, are the scenes... Because, okay, obviously, we're not spoiling anything, but this is a coming out movie. So, obviously, he's going to have some scenes where he comes out. Um, and especially the ones in re- um, integrating his family when it comes to Jennifer Garner. And they have a very intimate conversation. And 
uh, Josh Dumal or Dumal who have, who has a very intimate conversation with them. Those conversations are very, very emotional and very well acted, well directed scenes. They're the best scenes in the movie, in my opinion. And those are the scenes that I was like, dang, this is really working. This movie is really working. <clears throat> Excuse me. I really like the relationships and how they're written with him and his friends. I think it's very, very well um, established and drawn out how those, how the, how these people connect with each other and why they're friends. I think we really feel that we feel that connection. They have good chemistry. Uh, but yeah, I think a, a lot of the strengths of this movie are in the more subtle aspects of the script. I think there's some plot elements that don't work, which I'll which I'll talk about. Um, especially, I don't know if you will as much, but. Um, and I think the performance, the performances, especially the lead performances, really work um, in this movie. Uh, and basically all the emotion works in this movie. I don't think there's ever a time when, especially uh, Nick Robinson, uh, when he's, like, really pushing me to, like, he's, he's tr you can tell he's trying to get me to feel. Like, I, everyone hates when movies are, like, you can tell that they're trying to get you to feel something, right? You hate, because it's artificial. This movie doesn't really feel artificial. It's able to naturally get that emotion out of you. It very much feels like this is us in that aspect. Where you, like, you're on the verge of tears. And you're like, why am I on the verge of tears? It doesn't feel like this movie is trying to get me to cry. But it's just, the movie is very well made in, in those moments. So it gets, it gets you to that point. So I just really like the more subtle aspects of the script. Love the performances. Uh, yeah, those are pretty much my positives. I, I think this is a very, very good movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with you, man. I mean, this is, I mean, when it comes to the cast, I mean, I think that, I think the cast does a pretty good job. There's only one person I really, a person or two I don't like. Okay. Um, but, um, the, like I said, I mean, the story is really, really well done. I, I do like the story. It's, again, it's a really unique story. Um, a really unique form of, of romance, honestly, when it comes to getting to know somebody. And I feel like movies, haven't adapted to telling those stories yet and mm. i feel like this is this is a step in the right direction when it comes to telling a story about meeting someone online and da -da 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 -da. Mm. um i think a lot of people will interpret this movie as being cheesy i disagree with that assertion i think that this movie is unabashedly optimistic yes i don't think this movie is cheesy at all i mean especially when you got the moments just like you were mentioning before with josh uh dumail as, as his father jack i mean those are some really touching moments especially yeah. with his mother who play uh, Jennifer Jennifer Garner? Who plays Emily? Um, I mean, these are some really touching moments that you got here, um, especially when he first comes out. I mean, that was a really interesting, um, really interesting moment as well. I mean, I, I really like this movie. I like the characters in this movie. It felt like, especially, it was awesome because it was like it, it was drama. You know, I was in drama, so like, I, I related to like some of the stuff that was going on there. Like when it came to like the relationship with friends. So it was really fun to it was fun to kind of get back into that world, and it was really nice to see this this kid's story of really of you know accepting himself for who he is and and, and really you know gaining another level of uh, of relationship with, with the people that he was close with. Um, I really like the story. I really like this movie. I mean, it was a really 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 well done movie. Um, Want to talk so, negatives? Yeah, let's talk negatives. Negatives is Logan Miller as Martin. He did not need to be in this movie. Uh, like do you very, think it's more performance or just the character? I think it's the character. I think Agreed. they took. I think they took a huge, 
uh, misstep when it came to his character. Um, I feel like we didn't. That storyline is so unnecessary. Exactly. Like it, it, the outcome would have been the same. So like if that's what your goal. At the end of the day, if your goal was the outcome to still be the same, I feel like they, they completely missed it by adding his character in there. Um, man, this is rough because I think that what happens with that storyline, basically he is someone who they are acquaintances, his group of friends is acquaintances with, but they're not like, he's not in their group of friends. And he is basically trying to get in their group of friends and he does some very questionable things to do that. That's this character, this side character story arc in this movie. It's so strange. It doesn't need to be there. It's, I, I don't know. I feel like, and this is the writing aspect, this part of the script that I really didn't like is it's almost like they didn't trust the subtle drama when in fact the subtle drama is the best aspect of the movie. They had to make this big over the top kind of story where, you know, he finds out something that he shouldn't have and he does something very, very morally and ethically wrong. And it's just like, he's just an, he almost feels like an over the top villain. <laughs> like, it's just such a strange choice for that, for that story to be in this movie. I don't have a problem necessarily with it, his performance. It's whatever for an over the top character. But it's just so unnecessary. I don't. I completely agree with you. I that storyline really took me out of the movie at times. Even though there is some very good drama payoff for it towards the end. Ultimately, like it gets what, like, what, it get wrapped it, up in a bow really nicely. Exactly. Like it doesn't. I feel like if that was the outcome that you were gonna go for, regardless, then go for then it. Then go for it. Like you don't need to have something. You don't need to set up. A dumb bump on the road for you to get there. I or, feel like that's really or just, ridiculous. or just have, or just leave it. You, you know, if that, if you want this storyline, this very, very strange kind of mean storyline to happen, then let it have very negative impact, in or very negative um, repercussions. This movie just, it's like, eh, no, no we'll figure, they figure it yeah, out. In I the feel end. like, I feel like, I feel like they were just, but the movie like the movie trying to was, be so optimistic. Yeah, I feel like the movie was scared to go longer. I mean, this movie was for an hour and And it's scared minutes. to have a sad ending because yeah. the movie did not want to have any sad ending, which is, in my opinion, a good thing. I, I really think that I loved that this movie is unabashedly optimistic. Yeah, apart, like, I don't optimistic. care. Yeah, like, I agree. I don't care that this movie has, a, like, you know, I'm glad that it but, went for a happy ending. And I'm glad. Like, you still, I feel like you still could have gone the same. I feel like you yes. could have taken a different route. And you still, and you still could have gotten to your conclusion. Yes. Even if it was a longer route. I don't, I wouldn't have minded sitting in a theater for an extra 10 to 20 more minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's a good. Characters are enjoyable. Yeah, like, the characters are really well done. They're really well fleshed out. I'm fine with it. Um, just, it didn't need to be all that. Like, if we yeah. got more moments with, with him and his father, him and his mother, even <laughs> him and his little sister, or him and, or him and, uh... Not the best child performance from the little sister, but... You you just don't like that actress too much. <laughs> I, what else is she in? I don't even remember. Um, she's on. A, she's actually been in a few things that we've seen. But I'll, and I'll have I her. trashed her every time? I feel like you have trashed her every time. She was an <laughs> maybe I don't cre- like her. She was an animal creation. She was oh, in Geostorm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you, uh, yeah. I guess I'm just not a fan of that actress. <laughs> hey, whatever. She's also in the Fifth Wave. If you saw that, uh, the no, we, didn't I didn't. Do the, we didn't do the podcast back then, but. Um, everything that we've seen her in, you hey, just don't man, like. I guess I just don't like her. Um, Whatever. Tulipa, Sorry. You did Sorry, fine. child. <laughs> uh, Talitha, you did fine. I feel like it's the way that they wrote, I feel like one of the negatives is how they wrote some parts of the script. Yeah. Like Talitha. She's a great kid actress, I personally think, but she's over here telling her dad to shut the hell up. 
I was like, whoa, I'm 22. If I told my dad to shut the hell up, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, who the hell are you talking to? I'd be like, I'm talking to you. And it would have been like a huge thing. But, you know, I feel like there were some of these, uh, some of these characters like way too much. Like Natasha Rothwell plays Miss Albright. Don't get me wrong. I love the teacher. She was, a, she was great. She was funny. It's not how a teacher talks to students though. Um, yeah. So I mean, again, I mean, it was just. That was um, an overtime moment that worked for me. I more di- wasn't a fan of Tony Hale in this movie. I believe his name is the principal, the vice principal. Yeah, I wasn't. a fan He of was in a completely different movie. I like him as an actor. I love him on Community. I love him on a lot of the other bit roles that he's played in the other a lot of the other bit roles that he's played. But he's in a completely different movie. I haven't liked him in the things that I've seen him in so far. I mean, I've seen him in Tony. I've seen him in seen him in this movie. I've seen him in. Um, I like him in TV. I think he really works in TV. He was in he was in Transformers. Uh, he was a GPL engineer, and that really made me not like him. So, like, um, I don't know. I haven't, I mean... You need to see him on his TV roles, because I think he really works with the TV model. But... But I will say, uh, the guy who plays Wally West, his name is Keenan uh, Lonsdale. Um, he did really good. Yeah, he, he is great really in this movie as well. I'm, like, I trash him as Kid West. <laughs> I mean, as... Uh, Kid West, Kid, Kid Flash, Kid Flash, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, he did really good in this. He did really yeah. good in this in this movie. Definitely. So I want to see more of him in film. I do want to see more of him in film. I want to see him take on. I didn't even make um, the him and Greg Berlanti connection. That's how he got cast in this movie. Is <laughs> <laughs> Greg Berlanti? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, surprised we didn't get like Grant Gustin in this movie or something. No, but we actually did get uh, Thirteen Reasons Why cast members. Like we sure. got like Catherine Landford, and then we got. Is he a um, producer on that show too? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, is. Miles Heiser. Uh, telling Heiser. you, he is like. If if you watch TV, you have probably seen a Greg Berlanti show. That's all I'm saying. He's in so he's involved in so much TV. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing anything for him. I mean, I'll keep okay. looking. But I mean, uh, no, I mean, again, this movie was really well done. I truly uh, enjoyed this film for what it was. Um, Carlos, I want you to see what you're rating. What, what what are you gonna rate it? I'm giving this movie a and this I definitely think this could go up if I see this movie again. Seven point eight. I, de- I know you're going to be higher than me. That's fine. I'm going to this movie a 7.8. I'm going to give this movie an 8. Um, okay. I think this movie's really good. Really well done. Um, and I feel like this is... I feel like this can start the, the kind of the trend. I mean, he did a good job. Uh, Greg Bertinelli did... Berlanti, sorry. Did a really good job telling the story of people meeting online and falling in love. And I feel like... Again, I feel like... Um, we really don't get movies like that, modernized films like that, um, and I feel like it was an interesting route to really take this coming of coming out story and really making it that. So I'm interested to see more stories like this. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm in for it. So uh, one thing I do also want to say with this movie is it does a good job of kind of keeping you on your toes. Uh, the it, the one thing that does feel forced is the fact that they keep. They basically, what the movie does is it has our lead character try to figure out who the person he's talking to is. So he like has a bunch of theories and it's basically, it's just trying to trick you the entire movie. But I do think they do a good job of kind of keeping you guessing and keeping you buying that. Okay. It could be this person, even though like, it's clearly like probably not going to be that person. You know, they they do a good job of, of, of that. Um, and also, uh, on a random side negative, I don't like when movies make up a social media platform. <laughs> it's really annoying to me. It's like, it just feels like so contrived. Like, it's just like, why just 
just use a real social media. Like, I know you would have to pay them. Just use a real social media platform. <laughs> it's so annoying to me. I don't know why. But anyway, that's just one thing that randomly bothers me. Uh, but anyway. I would pay them. This is like, come on. This is like, it, what, what, wouldn't it make the movie like a little bit, it would just add to the realism if it was just like they were using Facebook instead of the whatever anonymous like, well, what did they call it in the movie? Yeah. Uh, secrets. Something, something secret. secrets or something. Craigslist secrets. It, it, that's what it felt like. It's just like, I don't know. It just didn't need to be like this, whatever. I don't know. It just bothered me. Anyway, it's just such a random thing. It wasn't even worth bringing up any actual Cra- negative things. Craigslist secrets. Craigslist secrets, yes. And why go there if it's secret? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why, I don't I don't know. know. Whatever. But, um, All right. Anyways. Moving on. <laughs> that wraps up our Love Simon. Review. So now we're going to talk about a little bit of TV, but mostly we are going to be talking about This Is Us. All right, Carlos, I'll let you get all your TV out of the way because I haven't watched. I really haven't watched any TV because Jessica Jones came out and we're uh, trying to review that. I'm trying to think what I'm possible. even caught up on. Uh, I think you're behind on everything. <laughs> I I'm I'm one up. Well, I was caught up on Agents of Shield, but I'm one episode behind on that now because there was a new one on last night. Correct. I think so. So I'm an episode behind on that. I'm definitely behind on all the CW shows. You know what's great? Let's just talk about This Is Us. I don't care. Yeah, This We're Is so Us. Be- I'm so behind on everything. Um, yeah, I mean, we are. I mean, listen, we got... I I'm mean, not we watching... Just, uh, we I'm, just had, like, a... I'm I mean, three episodes behind on um, Walking Dead. You're not watching Walking oh, yeah, Dead. Drop Walking Dead. Um... um so we're just super behind on everything. Jessica, no, we are going to be talking about Jessica Jones um, in the coming episodes. I don't know exactly what episode, but we're going to be talking about maybe it. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we're... I'm we, got, already, we might have time on Tuesday. I can yeah. do that. I mean, I'm, so, I'm done. I'm already on episode 9. I think you're on episode 9 or 10 already. Yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely close to finishing that. So, I mean, we can even finish it today. I think catch up on TV. Yeah. I'm talking about that on Friday. I don't know why we're playing this on live, on air. Hey. But, hey, Whatever. we're going to talk about This Is Us. Uh, for those of you guys who aren't watching This Is Us, what are you doing? Because this is a great show. Carlos, I have one question for you. And this is... Spoilers, Take this from the top. Spoilers for the season finale. Carlos... How do you feel about Deja? Uh, well, I guess this goes back to the penultimate episode, the episode before the finale, right? You asked me about what I thought about that episode. I don't think I had seen it yet when you asked me about it. Once I watched it, I was like, I know why you asked me about it. Because it wasn't a good episode. <laughs> which, one, which one was The Deja it? episode. Yes. It wasn't a good episode. Um, it's, In my opinion, it's the only bad episode of the season. Uh, just in general. I th- And it might be the worst episode that the show's had so far, because I can't think of an episode that was quite as bad as that um, from season one. So, look, yeah, that's pretty good for, what, 30-plus t- episodes of this show already? Only one yeah, like bad episode? episode yeah. So, that's not that's not a bad average. So, they're not doing too bad. Uh, but I, I didn't like that episode. I wasn't a huge fan of, like, why are we going back to this backstory trying to make all these random connections in that episode? It was, so, it was such a strange and poorly constructed episode. But anyway, Deja... I feel like we've gone backwards with this character. It feels like what I was complaining about with Kate earlier in the season, where it's like, we made a lot of forward progress, and then it's like, we took three steps back with this character, and it's like, what are we doing? Why why, why are we going back and doing the same thing we already did with this character last season? It's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just... I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with Asia. I, I feel like there's definitely potential, 
because we had that talk with that other character who we got the flash forward with. So I, I'm interested with that and what's going on there. And we'll talk about all the flash forwards and all of that because there's definitely a lot of theories already going around about that. Um, especially the Randall flash forward. Um, but I don't know. I'm just not a fan of what they're doing with Deja right now, but hopefully they fix it once they time jump. Cause I, I'm assuming they're going to time jump in the next season. So, um, Deja. I didn't mind the last episode. Yeah. I did think it was kind of random how they put stuff together. Like, um... You're talking about the penultimate episode or the finale? The last episode. The episode that you mentioned that was just called Deja. Because I didn't mind it. Like, I thought the... Especially the... I was not a fan. Especially with the grandmother, like, you know, talking to her grandmother. That was great. It was just all the connections that they tried to make that I was just like, really Yeah, yeah. Like, that that aspect kind of fell through. Um, I wish that would have... I don't know. I mean... This character, I mean, the reason why I'm disappointed right now with Deja is because, you know, you had her take those steps forward, you know, uh-huh. you had her, you had her, you had her basically confide in Randall and you had her confide in, in Beth and you also, you know, you had those three coming, becoming closer, um, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then for her to just come into this, to the season finale and just be the, the girl that she was when she first started is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like she... She asked them for help originally. You know, they opened her her home up, and now she's just like, "Oh, this this place is a dump." You know, like, and she's yeah. just being rude to everybody around her. I just, I just found it like really. I found that it was kind of choking the season finale, if you ask me. Um, but positives into the season finale: um, Sterling K. Brown and Justin Hartley. They are finally, they're finally acting like brothers, and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved their chemistry this this episode, and they were working so, um, they were working so well together, especially when they went into the bridesmaids room. Um, I don't know if you remember that scene where they went into the bridesmaids room, but, um, Mm -hmm. Justin Hartland's character, Justin Hartley's character's Kevin was just like, uh, Randall, I didn't know she hired all these models, and he's like, yeah, man, this room has a little bit of damn. So, um, I really enjoyed this episode when it comes to the brotherly aspect. I feel like we haven't had that. Uh, we haven't had these guys acting like brothers in a long time. And I, just to see them really working off for each other, uh, was really, really well, well done. What do you think? Yeah, I just really liked the (laughs) finale. I think it's a, it was a very solid finale. I think that it suffers a little bit from, um, just everything, all the big stuff happened in the previous episodes. <laughs> like, I feel like we had a bunch of huge, like, oh my gosh moments in the previous episodes, right? And then the finale was just kind of like, eh. I mean, it was good. It was a good episode. That, I really liked the episode. Don't get me wrong. A good, a just good episode of This Is Us is better than most network shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I enjoyed the season finale. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. But it's good. not it's one of the best of the season. That's what I'm saying. It's not one of the best episodes of the season. It was a good episode. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard. Um, I mean, I don't know. I have to, re- I'm probably going to rewatch the entire season. <laughs> I don't know. I love this show. Um, but I mean, I, I really did love this particular episode because, I mean, we really, I mean, we've been, I mean, especially you and I, we've kind of been annoyed with Kate on and off this season and just her finally letting go. And I feel like that was a part of the se- part. I feel like that was part of what she needed to do. And also us as an audience need to do is kind of like accept the fact that he's dead. Yeah. And like that's, there's no more questions around it. Like we already know 
Um, we already know how he died. We know that he's dead, so we get to move on, and we still get to see him live in the flashbacks, which I think is a really unique thing for a show to do um, with a character is to is for us to kind of breathe. You know, when this when the season finale happened, I felt like I could take a breath of air, and I was like, okay, we're done with this. We're done with this mystery now. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like Blacklist where they're just like, okay, is Raymond Reddington Elizabeth's dad? <laughs> and, you know, for four seasons, um, they carried it on for two seasons. And they they got it done. They got it. They, and they did it well. They did a really well job. Yeah. A really well, uh, really great job. Just just handling that. Um, so I mean, I really like this season as a whole. I thought this. I thought this was a really great season finale, especially seeing Old Man Jack and how he would act. It. I really like that aspect as well. Um, I love this episode. And we finally met Toby's parents. I'm disappointed that we did not meet Toby's little brother though. Um, just because they, I think we might get some of that <sighs> coming up. Because I, yeah, should yeah, we yeah. just talk well, about the fast forward or the flash forwards? Yeah, I mean, we can do that. I mean, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, okay, let's talk about them. Yeah. So we got a couple of reveals in that. We had the fact that Toby is basically in a deep depression. They flash forwarded a year, right? And then obviously we still have the major flash forward with Randall, which we'll get to. But let's talk, let's focus on just the year flash forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Uh, Toby is basically in a deep depression in, in a year. We know that. That Toby is basically going to be in a deep depression. Something happened. We don't know what. So that lead, that's a big question. What happened? Why is Toby so messed up? Kate's like bringing him met or talking about his medications, bringing him, bringing him stuff like he's curled up in bed. Um, so that's a big question. Then we also had a very exciting flash forward with, um, Kevin. In a year is going to be flying. It looks like what they said. They said Vietnam. Vietnam. To, he's going to be flying to Vietnam. He's got the picture of his dad from Vietnam. We're assuming that this has something to do with him wanting to go back and like connect to his dad somehow, right? Or it could be coincidental that maybe he's going there for a movie shoot or something like that. But it also reveals that he is now dating the um, Zoe. Zoe, yeah. The she is related to she's Beth's, to Beth. cousin. she's Beth's cousin, so that's fascinating. I think that that was a good. Um, I, I think that that was a good little setup there. It will be interesting to see how that relationship developed. Um, and I think this sets up for some great flashbacks with uh, with Jack, Jack with yes. Jack and his brother and all that whole thing. Like I think that sets up for some awesome flash or flashbacks, which is why I'm super excited. About that, I think that was the most exciting flash forward. But um, the one, one of them that the one that has the biggest amount of questions, though, well, obviously the major one, um, which with Randall, which we'll talk about. But Toby, like, what what happened? What do you think happened with Toby? <laughs> oh man, I, I really haven't thought about it. I mean, maybe someone died. That's what oh. I think. I think they didn't introduce his parents for no reason. Obviously, like or. Obviously, yes, it was his wedding, but they could have easily said, like, oh, they didn't get him, like, whatever. But they spent a lot of time dealing with his relationship with his parents. I think something happens there. Maybe his dad dies, maybe his mom dies, maybe we get something about his brother. I think somebody dies in his family. I mean, maybe. Um, somebody, I mean... That's my theory. Major, major um, or maybe something traumatic happens to him. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. It, but it looks like him and Kate are still together, which is interesting because... No, there still are. I mean, yeah. you can definitely tell. She's like, hey, baby. You know. I know. But it's interesting because when his parents were talking to him, they were based, They described after his first marriage ended that he was basically in that state. Like, he was curled up on his bed under the covers and all that. And that was after a wedding, like, as marriage ended, right? What's some? I don't know what what else could it be that puts him in this same state. I mean, you know? I mean, you're also. I mean, you also. I mean, he also said that he's unstable. He also said that he's unstable, and yeah. you know, he. They're also talking about how Kate is unstable. He's like, no, she, she's stable. I'm the unstable one, and I feel like this is again, and this is where I think I'm excited to see Kate as Kate really takes control, and she has to be. She has to be Toby at this point. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. has to take care of everything. She has to make sure that he is okay. And it's going to be a really, it's going to be really interesting. And it's going to be a really, it's going to be a nice swoop swap. Because we've seen Toby now for two seasons. Well, you know, basically two seasons really, really push him. But I listen, like, you're beautiful. You're great. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you're amazing. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Kate is going to really handle everything. Yeah. Um, I'm super interested to see this aspect. Um, really, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see that aspect, honestly. Um, and, and what happens to Toby that makes him so depressed again. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a miscarriage again. Um, no, because that would, would have been more her than Yeah, him. that would have been both of them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again, I, I'm not sure. Um, what do you think, who do you think Randall's talking about? <laughs> That's a big question. Oh man. It's okay. So let's go through what was said exactly. He's talking to his daughter. He's talking to Tess. And he's like, it's time to go see her. Right? That's what yep. he says. And she's like, I don't want to. And no, he, he, she said, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And he said, I'm not either. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't, like, that's so... They, they set it up great for us to speculate this off-season. Like, I, there's so... Because there's so many people it could be. It could be there. It could be her sister. It could be Deja. It could be their her mom, like their mom. It could be I just I don't know. I'm interested what happened to Beth. Like, why isn't Beth with him? I mean, we've only seen this one. That's the hard part because it's not like we've seen anything else to give us context. It's just we've literally only seen this one interaction spread out through a couple episodes now. So, I think they definitely want us to think it's Deja, right? I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I think they want us to think it's Deja, but I don't think it's ultimately going to be Deja. You think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be? I think if you had to put your money on Beth, who would who would who'd you put your money on? Beth. I think it's 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 she's sick and she's in the hospital or something like that. But then that doesn't really make sense. It's time to see her. I'm not ready. Maybe maybe she's, she's not sick. Ready. She's not ready to let her go. Yeah, maybe she's sick and, like, they know they have to take her off life, life support or something like that. I don't know, but that... Uh, it's almost like, what else could it be? Like, it's not like... that. It has to be that, right? Because, like, the only other option is, like, what, somebody's in prison? But that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. It has to be a hospital thing, right? I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, she... Tess did not look happy. Tess did not look happy. And it wasn't emotional. So I'm not sure... I don't know. I don't know if it was. I don't again. Or what are you putting your money on? Then? Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, 
Had to put my money on between Beth or Deja. Honestly, I mean, I feel like um, maybe, maybe, maybe they were raising her, and maybe she took a wrong turn. Yeah, maybe she went down a wrong path. What if? Okay, uh, maybe, maybe they failed her as foster parents, and she's what? in some deep stuff. Uh, God, so what, what if it's Randall's mom and it's like grandma is like she's really sick and it's time for her to go I feel like that's a bit more of a stretch but it's possible as well I don't know I don't know I don't know I want to see old man Kevin yeah old 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 lady Kate yeah I think we will by the end of the season the I next hope, season I hope we do I hope we do um, I don't. Even, uh, what do you think the structure is going to be next season? Do you think we just start the season a year ahead, or do you think we pick up where kind of where we left off and build our way to that year point and still have the super flash forwards? I think we build up to that because we still have to build up to like Kevin and meeting Zoe. Meeting Zoe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them to just jump ahead a year and we're trying to figure out what's been going on in the past year. Okay, are you mad that? Alexandra Breckenridge, like is Sophie, like is leaving. What she's not gonna be on the next season? I'm assuming. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming so that she's since Sophie isn't a part of the. I mean, I like Sophie as a character, but it just seemed like it wasn't meant to be. Like they've been, they've tried that so many times. It's just like it wasn't meant to be. <sighs> this reminds me of Patty. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I don't know. Patty wasn't like they tried it so many times. It was just really stupid how they ended it because, like, it was clear that it's just like, oh, she's going to be on a different show. We got to get her off. You know, because she was, she, like, that. there was so much chemistry between the two of them. It was just so dumb that they took her off because, like, and you could tell that it was just some sort of off camera issue why they took her off. It wasn't a story reason. But anyway. That's uh, we digress from talking about Flash <laughs> season two or whatever it was. Um, all right, do you have any final thoughts on This Is Us and anything else we've talked about in this episode before we wrap it up? So you, you, um, wait, <laughs> no. How do you feel? Do you feel like we're gonna like McGabba next season? Because I remember I was watching an interview with Mandy Moore, and she was saying that this is season three is you know Miguel's kind of. Uh, we're gonna Miguel's gonna win us. Do you believe her when she says that? Because everybody has an issue with Miguel. I hope so. I I don't know. I it depends. Again, this goes back to the structure question. Because if it really is us building to next season, then yeah, maybe we'll have t- or building to the year point. Then maybe we'll have time for it and just throw in flash forwards. Um, but if they do the thing where they skip ahead a year and then we also have flashbacks and we also have flash forwards and it's like when are we going to have time for a Miguel flashback <laughs> you know if we're because we're already going to be having Jack flashbacks with the war I'm assuming so it's like how many I don't know it's almost like how are they going to do all this so I hope so I hope they go more into the Miguel stuff but I just don't I don't know it's like somebody's got to get the short end of the stick here <laughs> they wouldn't have enough time you know to develop their characters so true I hope I hope we get more in Miguel but who knows alright uh, anything else or you done I think we're done I think All this right. is it
Well, then let's wrap up this episode. Ozzy, All right, close Carlos, this what's your recommendation? I already said, go watch Alicia Vikander movies. Uh, <laughs> go, that's, I, that's what it is. Go watch Ex Machina, please. Um, because Ex Machina is a freaking great movie. Um, I'm trying to pull up the re- uh, some of our other movies. Uh, oh, Man you, from Uncle, I'm not a huge fan of, but it's a solid, fun movie. I think you would. You, have you seen Man from Uncle? Yeah, yeah I like okay. it. I liked it. Yeah, I uh, think that was my first Lisa Vikanda movie. That yeah, uh, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. So if you like Guy Ritchie movies, uh, she's in Jason Bourne, which isn't the best movie, but she's pretty good in it. Um, and then obviously she won her Oscar, or was Lisa was nominated? She did she win that year for the Danish Girl in 2015? Um, double checking now, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, she won. Okay, so, yes, The Danish Girl is a freaking, uh, really good movie, and, um, Alicia Vikander is awesome in it. She deserved her Oscar win for that, so definitely go check that out. And any other Alicia Vikander movie you can find support, great acting. That's what I'll say. Choo, choo, choo. Um, Ex Machina is definitely my biggest recommendation, though. She, it's a great movie. True. Um... I'm going to go ahead and recommend Black Panther. If you guys haven't seen Black Panther, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> come on. Uh, and I'm only recommending that because Avengers Infinity War came out. I know Black Panther so out, guys. Come on. Go support your Marvel movie, Black Panther. It's really, really, really freaking good. One of the best Marvel movies out there. If not uh, one of the best ones that has been ever made. It's definitely in the top ten superhero movies. So definitely check it out. Uh, you know, we were all complaining about villains today. If you guys want to get a villain... Black Panther. That's true. Killmonger. Definitely check it out, alright? Alright, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Alright, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and our website. Brianna's doing great stuff over there. You can find all her written reviews there, so that's great. Not very much on the YouTube channel right now. Uh, we'll figure that out. Um, Enrique has basically been very busy with school and track and all that. He doesn't have time to do any of it. Um, and I really don't have time to do any of it with school. And I don't enjoy doing the YouTube channel as much. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can get somebody we'll up and working on the YouTube we'll channel we're still, again. We're still pretty know. pissed off at YouTube. So. Oh, that's true. We'll see. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We're mad at Facebook now, too, because, you know, they flagged our videos, our live stream, and they're not public anymore. If you want to go see Bob's amazing performance of the national anthem during our live stream, you can't watch it. You can't watch it. It doesn't exist. I mean, it exists. It's just on private because Facebook and Disney screwed us. Disney hates screen posts, confirmed. Anyway. It's probably because they saw that we are going to, you know... Bashed a movie a wrinkle in time. <laughs> Man, I don't tell you Disney. It was a bad movie. Um, but alright, you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you guys have any recommendations, any topics, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please write and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, Check out the check out the videos that we already have that we already have on the YouTube channel. Check out Brianna on the website, guys. This is really nice.